Hello, everyone. Welcome to our online audience and all of you guys here. We're so glad you made it tonight. Um, my name is Angel, if you guys don't know who I am. Sorry, my voice is a little raspy, I think, tonight. Um, but first, I do have a couple announcements for you guys. We have Train Christian Academy Yard Sale coming up, and that's next week, October 6th and 7th. Um, so if you guys have any gently used items, gently, um, please bring those to the church office Monday through Thursday during our office hours. Um, the yard sale will be 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Friday, and then Saturday it'll be 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. Okay? Yeah. Um, let's see. If you want to volunteer or help set up, please contact Dana Craig. I'm not for sure if she's in here tonight. Is she? Um, but anyways, that's who you would talk to. Next, we have the LC Classic Golf Tournament, which I know my husband is super excited about. Uh, it's October 14th. We do have spots left. It's $65 for a green fee, a cart, which you got to have a cart to play 18 holes, I might say, and then food afterwards. So if you guys want to, please register for that. Let's see. And that's at the Bristow Country Club. You got the whole course to yourself. Yes. Okay. Uh, we have a RISE conference coming up October 15th through the 18th. We do have meetings every night at 7 p.m., and we would love for you guys to come. They're always awesome. Uh, we also have meetings Monday through Wednesday, 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. Um, you guys are all welcome to come then if you want also. And then also we have two spots left for Flight, Fight Club. So that's this Friday. If you guys are interested... Please talk to Pastor Kevin, and he can get you hooked up. Okay? Get two spots. Okay, perfect. Now time for offering. Um, so I just wanted to share with you guys something. I know growing up when I was in high school, I had this mentality every time someone come up, came up and talked about tithes and offering. I'm like, man, they want money again, right? I'm sure someone in here is thinking that too, so just bear with me. <laughs> Um, but right after high school, I found this verse, and man, it's just blessed me so much, and I just want to read it to you guys real quick. Um, it's Malachi 3.10, and it says, Bring the whole tithe into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it. And so I just wanted to encourage you with that because when I found this verse right after high school, I really took hold of it and it, it stopped being like, man, they want more money. Uh, it was, man, I get to give this because God's already given to me. And it's so cool. Um, I wanted to share that my husband and I, um, it's just wild how God works, you guys, like so wild. So this is just here in my heart. It's so cool because... God has been able to use us to, like, give a car away. And that's, that's just things, like, I feel like a normal 25-year-old shouldn't be able to do. But it's not to boast myself by any means. Please hear my heart. Um, but that just encourage you, if you guys want to tithe, it's not for you to receive something. But God already gave to you. So, you know what I mean? Like, if you want to be used by God, he's right there willing to use you. 
So I hope you guys hear my heart on that. Um, and if you guys want to give, there is a bucket that's going to be in the back, back there. You guys can give on your way out. So I'm just going to pray, and then we'll hand it over. Thank you, Jesus, for this day, Father. I thank you that your word is just going to be brought forth tonight. God, you're so good. You're so faithful. God, we exalt your name above every name, and we're ready to just hear your word tonight, Father. Thank you for everything. Amen. Thank you. And I am just going to introduce Pastor Bob. Thank you, sweetie. Man, I feel sorry for you. That hurt my throat just listening. Uh, if you did not receive one of these when you walked in the door, um, if the ushers or somebody would get them and hand them out, this is a really neat thing that we're doing. It's trained TV. It's TV that teaches you to reign in life. And we have several different people doing this. Pastor Greg, myself, Jesse, um, um, Sam, uh, Pastor Kevin, and Kenny Powers. And so it tells you the different programs in here. And if you didn't get one, Amber back there has one. Just raise your hand because I think you would enjoy watching it. It's a good teaching, good time in ministry. They're real short videos uh, and programs. So it's about 28, 30 minutes long completely. So uh, I encourage you join in. We start this next Monday. So Tune in. All the information is on here, what time and everything to tune in. And so you can look at this, and I've got to look at it so I know what time. Uh, I think it's 7 o'clock in the evening on Monday, correct? Oh, it's on the back. Thank you, Kevin. So you can go to the uh, QR code. So, all right. Well, with that, um, I just took a trip to the Philippines and uh, we're going to watch a couple videos, and then I'm going to explain some stuff, and I have some still photos. And before I show you the videos, first thing I want to say on behalf of the ladies that went and myself, thank you so much for your help and your support. You are making things happen around the world. Mark, if you'll go ahead, please.
Pinay kamay mo na eh. Kamay mo. Kamay mo. Lakad ka daw. Lakad. Lakad ka daw. Kasama ni Pastor. Ipo. Hakbang lang. Hakbang. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus.
Well, let me explain a little bit about these. The picture that you saw in the first video of us gathering on the land is um, a miracle. There is 700 square meters, which is about 7,016 square feet of land that has been given for the purpose of building a Bible school. Um, Oh, it's more exciting than that. Because, uh, you know, God promised us, in fact, Pastor Greg alluded to it when I was in the Philippines on a Wednesday night about how that had been prophesied. Actually, him and Pastor Karen came to the Philippines and prophesied that we would have a Bible school there someday and other people also. And so here's the thing. It's, it's hard to get land in the Philippines. And Ray and Nellie own the land. And so they're going to lease it to Step of Faith Ministries, and we are going to be able to build a Bible school training center. So we are going to be having some projects. Uh, the overall cost is going to be about 200000 and that's everything. That's a two-story building, uh, probably about 60 by, or 50 by 80, somewhere in there. And, uh, you know, God is just so good. So we're going to be having our first phase once I figure it out, but it's going to be about $50,000. And so that's going to be the first part of that. So then you saw the lady um, in both of the videos in the little lady with the cane. That lady came in, and she was hunched over like this, walking on her cane, leaning totally on her cane. She could not stand up straight. And so you saw the video of me praying for her, and it it almost looks as if I was lifting her up. But as God is my witness, as I prayed, she started straightening up little by little. I could feel her literally rising up. And then she was about three-quarters of the way, you know, when I... And I put my hand on her back, and all of a sudden, she's like, boink. And so, in the first video, the last picture of her was her standing there with her cane. And so, you know, God did a great miracle that day. That was a Sunday church. We had like 30 in the church. It's a very small church. Another lady in the church that you could see, she had glasses on. She was right behind that lady. She came up for prayer for her eyes. Now, her eyes were almost gray from a cloud on her eyes. I don't know if it was a cataract or what. And so we prayed for her, and then that other lady came up, so I started praying with her. Well, when I looked back at her, her eyes were completely clear. And she said her vision had cleared. So, you know, glory to God for that, you know. And so, uh, you know, it was was pretty awesome. And uh, in that service, we had one lady rededicate her life. Totally, we had three born again and one rededication. We had multiple healings. In one of the other services, a lady came up. She couldn't raise her hand 
or her arms, excuse me, much more than this. And I prayed for her, and I said, hey, do something you couldn't do before. And so all of a sudden, she's like, and of course, I don't understand total Tagalog, and she's just blah, 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 you know. And I'm like, oh, what's she saying? Somebody, somebody tell me. And she said, the pain is gone. I haven't been able to raise my hands like this. I didn't get any pictures, unfortunately. But she was just bouncing around, shouting glory. So, you know, one of the things I want to tell you, it's nothing that I did. Uh, The only thing I had to do is I had to mix my faith with what the Word of God says. And God says, you lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And before I left, Leela and I and Pastor, we all prayed, you know. And uh, I went expecting. And I, I encourage you, when you come to church like this, even on a missions night, expect. Expect. It's, it's so important for us to expect. Uh, then you got to see the, the good picture of the street food. Did that look good to you? Would you like to know what it was? That was... Fried camote, which is kind of like a potato, which isn't half bad. But then they had squid balls and uh, some kind of mystery meat and then chicken intestine, all fried. And it's right there on the side of the road with all this traffic and pollution. And you're wondering, I don't think I'm going to eat that stuff. So, But I thought I'd take a picture of it and show it to you. And then... Um, there were also some pictures of the first church that I did a seminar in, the Resurrection Life Christian Fellowship. They got long names for their churches. This is in the town of Cottonowan. Cottonowan, when Leela and I lived there in 1999, was about 20,000 people. Today, there's over 100,000. That is the town where the property is that will be able to do the Bible school. So we'll have a lot of people. There's no Bible schools within three-hour drive of this area. So it's uh, very strategic. Um, So we're excited about that. And then, of course, you saw some pictures of the uh, leadership seminar. And how'd you like the kids sitting in the middle of the street? Wasn't that weird? We were driving to a church service, uh, you know, during a, one of our seminars during the week. And we pulled around the corner, and there's all those kids. And I'm asking them, what's going on? They were getting punished. They had to sit out in the hot sun because they must have done something wrong. So they pulled them out of the school, put them on the concrete, and made them sit there. So we sat there for about three minutes, and they'd already been there, you could tell, for a while. And I was like, what in the world is that all about, you know? So uh, then um, you could see uh, us teaching at one of the seminars in there, actually two of the seminars. But the little lady in the white, her name is Roselle. Roselle has been a... uh, Sorry. Roselle is... um, been a great asset to us. Uh, she has been helping lift Jesus higher ministries, um, basically run since their senior pastor passed away. She's been helping his wife get the ministry back on track and everything. 
So I had talked to Pastor Greg, and he said it was okay for us to ordain her under our uh, trained minister's network. So that was her ordination, and it was awesome. Uh, very, I have to say, I was, felt proud that we could do that. So, and then that last uh, set of pictures was a Bible study night. And it was a last spur of the moment thing that I got to do. So that was on the video. So then the second video, of course, you can see, you know, the lady was healed and stuff. So this right here is uh, one of the Day in the Word seminars. This is in Bulacan. Now, this is north of uh, Manila, about two hours, and uh, this pastor, when we first met him, he had about a 100-square-meter church, uh, and that's, let's say that's from the baptismal to the front row to me, <laughs> kind of, it's not very big, and so now he has a three-story building, he's got about um, 200 square meters on the bottom each floor, and so it was it was wonderful to be there. They had pastors and leaders from all over, and uh, let's go to the next picture, please. Hello. Okay, click click. Anyway, I'm probably froze up on him or something. So we have other pictures, but. Um, I got the rare privilege of speaking at a community, they call them barangays, and it's a barangay meeting. Now, a barangay can be anywhere from 100 people to 10,000 people. And so this one area where this is at in Bulacan has, uh, it's San Jose del Monte, and they have four different barangays in that community. There are over 40,000 people. And so I got to speak. Yeah, there, there it is. I got to speak at this. These are all workers from each one of those barangays. And it was what they call their flag ceremony. And I was able to go and minister about 15 minutes on unity and the word of God and how important they were. And so there were 250 of them there, and it was an awesome time. Uh, it was very last minute, and it was uh, pretty crazy. So next slide, please. All right. This is a Lift Jesus Higher in Lucena City where we used to live. And this is the uh, Day in the Word seminar. Each seminar had anywhere between 50 to 100 people. Uh, you know, they're, they're just local seminars. They don't have a big gathering unless you bring them in by bus or a Jeep or something like that. So we did four different areas, and this was the second one that we did. Uh, this church had no air conditioning, which they just got air conditioning, and I told them I was mad at them because they didn't have it when I was there because it was a hot box and a half. So, But it was a great time. This is also the church we ordained, Roselle. And next slide, please. 
This is another view of it. That's from the back looking forward. Now, these are shotgun churches, a lot of them. They're about, oh, you know, a little from Leela to the front of the stage and maybe, you know, not even half of the front row here. And so, you know, when you get 30 to 50 people in a building like that, no air conditioning, it gets pretty stinking hot. I know uh, Noah and Trevor both know how hot it gets in the Philippines and Pastor and, and, and Miss Karen. So next slide, please. This is actually the first seminar we did. Uh, Pastor Ray is at the pulpit, and I'm standing up over there because he was just going on and on and on and on introducing me, and I'm like, come on, man, just let me get up there, you know. But he, he it was really, it was awesome because he was really, uh, uh, you know, it was, yeah. Next slide. <laughs> this is the last seminar we did. This is, was in Bulacan. It was also on a few minutes ago. There were almost 100 people in this building. And they had air conditioning and it was still hot because it was like sardines or as they call it, sardinas. So it was wonderful. We had uh, a lot of people touched there by the Holy Spirit. As you can see, the little lady right there, both of those back there. I mean, God was moving, really ministered to him. Next slide, please. <clears throat> I guess that's all. Okay. Well, Anyway, so, yeah, we, um, we were so blessed. As you saw in the one slide, Ray, me, and Nellie, and another pastor prayed over the land. We walked the land. We prayed over it. And so we have claimed that for the Lord to put a Bible school and everything on. So, you know, but I wanted to share this scripture before I turn it over. Habakkuk 2 Verse 2, and this is so much what has happened with Leela and I, because the Lord spoke a vision to us many years ago, and, you know, it looked like it wouldn't come to pass. It looked like it was over and done with, and it isn't. It's actually just beginning. And the Lord answered me, write the vision Make it plain on tablets, so he may run who reads it. For still the vision awaits at appointed time. It hastens to the end. It will not lie. If it seems slow, wait for it. Oh, that's the part I didn't like. It will surely come. It will not delay. You know, I want to encourage you. Sometimes it feels like the vision God's put in your heart or in your mind. It seems like it's never going to happen. But Leela and I are proof today, Pastor Greg's proof today, that the visions that God gave us years ago Amen. come to pass. So with that, I am going to turn it over to the ladies. Let's give them a hand. Come on, Tamaru. being my 
Okay, so as most of you guys know, I am a teacher, so therefore I love words. While I was in Africa, I learned a new word that is now my new favorite word. Pastor Karen and Pastor Rebecca know this. It's Mazungu. Everywhere we went, now that basically means white person. So (laughs) everywhere we went in Africa, all the little kids would run to us and point and say, Mazungu, Mazungu. And we would smile, and whenever, if you really wanted to get them excited, though, all you had to do was smile and wave, and they would be jumping up and down and bouncing and so excited. Um, whenever we went back and forth with the church, to the church, we rode in this pink bus. <laughs> so all the kids, it was named the Mazungu bus. It had our pictures on the side of it. <laughs> so everywhere we went in town, everybody knew the Mazungu bus. Um, but what I want to talk to you about is there the one thing that God really brought to me is the heart of the people there. Um, when we got there and I looked around, there was poverty, there was devastation like I have never seen. But these people, their hearts are so full of joy and so full of happiness and um, so humble. They had a servant heart, and they made us feel like we belonged, like they had never seen us before, most of us, um, but they made us feel like we belonged, like we were part of the family, like they had known us for their whole lives, and made us feel welcome and loved. And um, so as we were ministering to these people, there were, I think, around 600 women not counting kids and the men. We had women's conference during the day and the pastor's conference at night. They all just came and stayed all day long. (laughs) We were there from morning to night. Um, But as we ministered to these women, God connected our hearts. And I fell in love with these people. And um, Before I left to go to Africa, I kept hearing in my spirit, God was telling me, I'm going to steal the show. Move and let me steal the show. And that is exactly what he did. The Holy Spirit moved in. Every service built upon the service before it. And it just seemed like we didn't really connect our sermons, but it seems like God just staggered everything perfectly. Every day, the movement of the Spirit was greater and greater. Um, The last night we were there, the Holy Spirit moved in, and I think half of our team were on our faces on the floor. Three-fourths of the congregation were on the floor, and the Holy Spirit just moved in with a movement like I have. I have never seen a movement like that. The Spirit of God was so strong and so heavy in that place. And um, we had... I know you guys are wanting to know the miracle. (laughs) So the miracle that we all witnessed, um, I don't remember what day it was, but we were laying hands and praying praying for people. And um, Candace was up on stage and happened to be singing, God is great, he does miracles so great. And from what we can tell, no one laid hands on this woman, no one prayed for this woman, but there was a little lady in there and I don't know if her picture will come up or not, but she had been on crutches and crippled for over 10 years. And as she's singing and as we're praying for people, 
she comes up on the stage and she has her Bible in one hand and her crutch in the other hand and she's jumping up and down and shouting and singing. And we're ministering and Candace is like, Tammy, Tammy. And I turn around and she goes, the miracle. And so it was, it was amazing. And this woman was just so thankful. And there were other miracles. There was um, some di- people that were healed of diabetes. Lots of deliverances. Um, God was just so amazing. I just can't put it into words. I have never experienced anything like this before. And as Pastor Bob has said, thank you so much for supporting missions at Lake Church because it is making a difference. Um, like I said, we had over a thousand people there. And I know that you're going to hear from the other two ladies, so I won't take up a whole lot of time. But the last day we were there, we prayed and anointed every single one of them. And let me tell you, three hours worth of prayer, two, to, two and a half to three hours, I think, we stood and prayed and anointed for people. But God moved in a mighty way. And that country, they're, they're hungry. They're hungry for God. And God is doing some amazing things there. And so I have a feeling that what... God did through us, because it wasn't us, definitely wasn't us. What God did through us, I think, is going to have a ripple effect for years to come. We went there to bless them, but I think we're the ones that got the blessing. And um, it was so amazing to see God working in the people there. But another thing that was so amazing to me was to see God working through our team. I think everyone on our team reached new levels. I think every one of our team stepped into new giftings and, and, and new things that we haven't experienced before. And um, I don't know what God has planned for the future, but it's, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, that was blessed my heart the most, I think, seeing the people of God that were being obedient and stepping out in faith and just saying, I'm here, God use me. And he did. In, in a mighty, mighty way. Um, the theme of our conference was Daughters of the King, Children of God. And we saw a lot of the Daughters of the King while we were there. <laughs> it was amazing. Um, that's really all I had to say. It's just so much happened that it's hard to put into words. And God's Spirit just moved. And there were so many people that were touched that... Never had hands even laid on them. The Holy Spirit just moved in. Um, these are some of the families that, you know, you'll see this throughout, but it was an amazing time. And God moved mightily. And these people have become part of our family. Um, most of you, or some of you know, all of you don't know, but I was called to missions when I was 12. I felt called to Africa when I was in my early 30s, so this was a dream of mine for a really long time and God finally opened the doors but while I was there <laughs> I realized that this is not the fulfillment of that dream I think this is the beginning of the dream so I thank you guys for listening to me and I won't take up any more of your time but I thank you for supporting Lake Church Missions and there's more to come so don't stop
So it's my turn. I didn't know what I was going to say, not going to lie. <laughs> and then I was looking at those pictures, and now I want to cry. <laughs> I haven't looked at them since we've been back. <laughs> I think I've left my heart in Africa. <laughs> get it together. So Tammy was telling you about things that happened where we were there, the things of God that we saw. And I just kept thinking, you know, as this time was coming up, I just kept thinking, what am I going to say? Because I was so selfish. (laughs) God did so much in me. He did so much for me. He just so many things changed for me. And I don't want it to just be about me, but I don't know how else to give glory to God <laughs> except by my testimony. Um, and literally just now, I was looking in my Bible and I found Pastor Karen had written down the word that Pastor Greg had for me when he prayed over us uh, before we went. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't have a clue this was going to happen. <laughs> And he, he gave me a word about activation. He said the Lord said that um, there's going to be activation. And that I have to get out of the location I'm at for my activation to take place. And he said I would begin to see things manifest greatly in my life. Ministry gifts and gifts of the spirit that have been dormant would be released and brought forth in greater measure um, on this trip. And I completely forgot about that. (laughs) I completely forgot about that. But that is exactly what happened. You know, I went there um, thinking, knowing I was going to be blessed, knowing I was going to be changed, knowing I was going to see wonderful things and meet wonderful people. But it was so much more than I expected. (laughs) It was so different than I have experienced And meeting these people, meeting uh, Bishop Ancilla, who is the lady who started the church, meeting her was a great moment in my life because I've never met anyone like her before. I've never met anyone with that kind of faith, with the faith that literally moves mountains. With the faith that, that, that knowing God is going to protect her in life or death situations over and over and over and over, you know, like she didn't care. She just walked in to uh, face death. She didn't care because she knew God was going to take care of her. And seeing that faith that she had and, and, and then seeing that it was also instilled in the people because they had witnessed these great things happen in the church and in the people of the church and in the ministries there. They had seen miracles. They had seen signs and wonders. They had experienced them. And so their faith in God, their assurity um, of who he was and what he would do for them was just off the charts. And so when we came... And to, and began ministering and, and laying hands on them and praying for them. I really thought, like, in my mind, I'm thinking, these people have Bishop and Silla and Pastor Emmanuel and 
who am I? <laughs> They're going to be disappointed, right? This, I'm thinking about myself. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was thinking that. Not to be down on me, but I'm thinking these people sit in the presence of greatness every time they come into this service. And so I was very surprised when I began praying for people and laying hands on them. And, and the Holy Spirit just took over. The Holy Spirit just took over and he worked miracles and, and, and he uh, brought deliverance to people. They were freed from demonic oppression. They were freed. One little girl we prayed over, she had a demon spirit and we prayed for her and she got free right then and right there. I mean, it was, it was amazing to watch God work and the people were they were so grateful. They were so humble. They were so thankful. But they were not surprised. <laughs> we're surprised. And we're like, at dinner every night, we're like, oh, my gosh, can you believe? You know, and we're listing everything that happened. But to them, when it's happening, it's just business as usual. This is just business as usual. You know, for somebody to throw down their crutch and start kicking their feet who couldn't even walk coming in, they were like, that's just another day with the Lord. They weren't, they weren't moved like we were because their faith in God was so great. Their expectation was so high. Their assurance was so confident because they knew God was going to do what he always does. God is going to do what he always does. He always shows up. He always takes care of him. And so watching these things happen, oh my gosh, it was humbling. And it was so, I don't know, it just, it just moved me to another place I'd never been because they have nothing. They literally have nothing. They literally live in mud shacks. They don't know if they're going to eat. They don't know if they're going to have clothes. They can't afford to send their children to school, most of them, because education isn't free. They live amongst hostile people who will kill them for their faith, literally, at any moment. I mean, they took us a different route on the bus every day so that no one could see which way we were going. This is, this is what they live in every day. Bishop Ancella has been, uh, tried to, they've tried to kill her so many times that she, you know, she can't go. They don't let her go anywhere alone because they have to protect her. But this is because of their faith. (laughs) This is because of their faith. And God protects them. God feeds them. God clothes them. He gives them a home. He gives them, he gives them a pastor who loves them with the love that, that they just, they're so grateful for it. They will lay down their lives for her. They will lay down their lives for God. They give up their lives. They're kicked out of their homes and excommunicated from their families. Sometimes they try, they try to kill them. The children, their families will beat them if they go to church. They are not welcomed when they're a Christian. And they live this way every day. But they come in and they worship God with such joy. And with such passion and with such love and gratitude, you just can't help but get caught up in it. 
you have no choice but to just ride that wave. <laughs> you, you find yourself dancing and, and celebrating and laughing and joining in with them. And it just makes you realize how good God is and how good life is. It doesn't matter what you have or don't have when you have God. And seeing that type of faith and seeing the people with their thankfulness and their gratitude, it was very humbling. But seeing that, it fired me up. It fired me up. When I, when I was listening to some of the stories of Bishop Ancella, that the things that she had been through and the miracles that had happened and, you know, hearing her have a spiritual supernatural showdown with a witch doctor right in the middle of service. I was like, sure, I want some of that. <laughs> I was thinking, man, I got to get it together. I got to get it together. I got to get, I got to get some of that. I got to quit thinking that I don't have that power, that we don't need that power. We got, I got to quit being deceived about what's happening here in America. These same demons, these same devils, these same things are over here. I've been sitting around blind, not doing nothing. I got to get going. I got to get up, right? So my faith is stirred up and I'm on fire and we're sitting there talking to her and I'm just wanting to dance and celebrate. I'm wanting to shout and run and, you know, I was like, oh my gosh, I just want to live here forever. (laughs) I just want to be in this forever. But it made me have faith for God to work a miracle for me while I was there. He healed and restored some things in me that had been broken for decades. (laughs) And he said, I'm going to heal you. And instantly I believed him. Instantly, my faith was activated, and I took a hold of that. And he said, it'll be during such and such time. But when I took a hold of it in that second, it happened right then. I didn't have to wait because my God said it. It was already done. And I received the goodness he had. It was faith, the faith that was stirred up in me watching those people. And they're so grateful. They're so grateful and so eager and so hungry to learn the word of God. They come and they want to they wanna know everything that you know. We had a question day where they could ask us questions. And, and, they were at, and, and at first it was like one question came in, you know. And by the time we were done, little Pastor Dixon was holding probably 50 questions. And people online were sending in questions and asking questions about things like, you know, since I have Jesus now, does that mean I don't have to go to the witch doctor? I'm talking about these are serious questions. These aren't questions about, you know, do I take this job or that job? These people don't even got a job. You know what I mean? And they were asking questions, and they were they were saying, can you do it again? Can you guys answer more questions another day? They are so hungry for the things of God, and they're so easy. They're so easy because... They live among a culture and in a country that uh, supernatural things are present and active. And they don't dismiss them as, as a behavioral disorder or, or a psychological diagnosis or something like that. They don't dismiss the activity of the demons in their lives as something that can be cured by a pill or a therapy session. They know what it is. 
They know what it is. And so when you say, listen, you don't got to go to a witch doctor. You need Jesus because he's going to give you everything you need and answer. They're like, okay, I'll take that. And you can pray for them. And they receive instantly. They receive a healing. They receive deliverance. They receive the freedom. They receive the life. It's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing to be a part of that. It's amazing to be present in an atmosphere where God is so awed and honored and revered and so worshipped truly with love and honor that it just gets all over you and all in you. It's like nothing I've ever experienced. It's amazing. And to and knowing that that we got to go over and be a part of just these this little bit, but that little bit is gonna last through eternity. Because we're also partnering with, you know, Dave and Shonda for that mission training center, and they're excited for that. They have uh, people signed up. It's not even going to open for a year, and they have pe- almost a year, and they have people signed up from all over Africa to come. Like they're just waiting to come. They cannot wait, these pastors and leaders, to come and be trained as missionaries. So they, And they don't have the money to go. They don't have the way to get there. They, they were busing people in all day long from hours and hours and hours away. They were sleeping on dirt floors on a tiny cloth mat for four days to be present during this time. They came in busloads and, and, and slept and stayed there because they didn't want to miss a thing. It was amazing. It was amazing. To experience that was life-changing. It was life-changing. I wish everyone could experience it. I wish everyone could go. I know that I'm I know that what I'm saying is like not even making a dent. <laughs> I cannot express it. I cannot express it enough. There are not words that can do justice to um to the presence of God that is allowed to manifest and operate in an atmosphere that's filled with true thankfulness and through true gratefulness. It's, it's just amazing to be uh, able to have been there. I'm grateful. I'm very grateful. I'm very thankful that I got to go. I'm, I'm grateful um, for my pastors letting me go, letting me have the time to go. I'm grateful that Dave and Shonda allowed me to go I'm very grateful for all of you who contribute to our missions uh, throughout the year to help us to be able to do these things. And all of this, I want to encourage you to keep giving, (laughs) to keep sowing into our missions because I believe it's only going to get bigger. We're only going to become more far-reaching. We're going to have more people going to more places because the world needs to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ. There are so many people, they're so far removed from any other place that they don't have any way to hear it unless you go and take it to them. And, and so we have to have people to go. We have to do this because this is what God has commissioned us to do. And so if you can't go or you don't want to go, and even then, give. <laughs> Support the people who go and help make that way for those who are in need of the things of God. Thank you.
okay, I knew that would happen. I knew that we would be feeling every second of our time. Um, it was wonderful. Um, I want to start with telling you about how it began with me. Never in my life have I had a heart for Africa or never a thought that I wanted to go there ever in my life. A few years ago, I was meeting some uh, African pastors through other pastor friends of Greg and, my, and mine, and they were introducing us. And during our conversation at the table, they were uh, discussing the next time that the pastors would go and visit them in Africa. And as they talked, I just had a little, I just had a little nudging in my heart. And, and I thought to myself, I was having an inner uh, dialogue with God. And it was so weird because it was something I had never, uh, never talked to God about or have a desire toward. I never knew anyone really from Africa, maybe one person on the planet maybe two, um, but never desire to go over there. So, so as they are discussing, having a discussion about their travel plans, I begin to have an inner dialogue with God. And I was saying, I would like to go. And I just thought, I just kind of shut it down because I thought, I can't go. And then he just said, I just felt a big green light in my heart saying, if you want to go, you can go. And so it was like, as soon as that, as soon as that was said, that girl turned to me, my friend turned to me and said, Karen, do you want to go? And I said, I do. And I like, as the words were leaving my mouth, I said, what is happening? What is happening? <laughs> okay, so that was a long time ago. Fast forward two or three years after that, and that con that didn't happen. That little um, that didn't work out. And so I have another friend, and she was just her name is Shonda. You have met her, David and Shonda. And she was thinking to me out loud. She said, "She said, Karen, I'm thinking of putting a, a women's conference together. I'm just thinking about it." And I, I just really felt led of the Lord to invite you if you'd like to go with us. And, and I said, okay, okay, I, I, you know, I think I would like to go. Knowing this past history are there, and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited. And then when it came closer, I started to get afraid because I'd hear, you know, people would say, uh, have you looked at the news lately on, you know, Africa or Uganda? And Greg would bring me a little report and show me on his phone. And eh, I don't know. And I said, oh, it was mama. Okay. So anyway, whoever did, my bad, whoever brought it to me, I started getting afraid. Because I would see reports, too. They'd ask me, you know, they'd mention it to me, so I'd look it up, and, oh, my gosh, what am I doing? And so I'd take it to God, and I said, God, now, let's get serious here. I am literally risking my life, so I want to know, is this you, 
Is this really you? And if it is, you know, I don't want to go just to go. I want to go to make a difference. I want to go because you want me to go. And so he gave me a giant green light. He said, go, girl. And so I went. And I tell you what, it was awesome. And the highlight of my trip was, uh, of course, the pastors, B- Bishop Ancilla. She's in the green dress in our, in our pictures. And, and her husband was awesome. And um, extra special to me was Pastor Dixon. Pastor Dixon was one of our interpreters and was hired um, as um, to help David and Shonda. While we were there, they hired him to be their liaison there uh, in the work that they are doing in Busia. And so he and his wife, her name is Gloria, they have seven children, and she lived uh, quite a ways away, and they had to bus her and the kids in. They paid to have... The rest of because they weren't going to be able to come. Just Dixon would be at the um, at this conference, but they paid for her to come. But we got to minister to them in a powerful way. Every morning of the conference, we would meet in David and Shonda's hotel room, and we would all have a time of prayer. And so we would pray at 9 a.m., and I mean heaven would come down in our little hotel room. I'm not kidding you. We had a balcony. The balcony door was open. There's no A.C., so we had the balcony door open, and then the front door of the hotel room, we get a good breeze blowing through there, and... uh and just God would just show up. And, I mean, we were prophesying to each other. And we'd be prophesying to people who come in our room. And, and we were getting blessed. We were blessing each other. And it, you just had to be in there. It was just awesome. But one of the mornings, Pastor Dixon was there. And, uh, and then his wife and family showed up minutes later. But when we got to pray uh one of our team members had a word for Pastor Dixon, and then, and then after that word was given, I, I had a word for him, Tammy had a word for him, and I don't know how, I think everyone in the place had a word for him, and he was so blessed. I mean, it was so powerful. It was just so powerful, and um, this man... I want you to know, when she says they have nothing, they have nothing. They do not have a car. They do not have a motorcycle. They do not have any kind of transportation except the public transportation. And he lived uh, a little ways away, five hours away. So he practically lived with um, the pastors there. I think he just would live there and then sometimes go home to his family and have to pay also for his seven children to go to school. So, so this little guy really stole my heart and, um, and he and his wife, his wife came in that same morning when we, uh, just ministered to him so powerfully, the whole team ministered to him and then in walked his kids first and and the glory of God was on his children. They were just shining. They were just shining. And the light of God was on them. And then she came in. 
And we got to minister to her. I just immediately, I just started speaking to her about being the glory of God. And, I mean, the power of God just fell on her. I was praying over here, over her and prophesying. And and uh, I don't know how many people did that, too. Blessed her. And the children had their little video, had their phones out, was videoing. And everybody was getting blessed. It was awesome. And so uh, every morning after we would have our prayer time, then we would walk down to the foyer or to the lobby, and we would usually have a good wait before the bus would come pick us up for the deal every time. And so David and Shonda taught us TIA. This is, this is Africa, meaning you're on Africa time. We learned this in the Philippines. This is Philippine time. You're in a different country, and they do things when they want to do things. So you just get to sit and wait. And if they pick you up, good. If not, then you got to think of something else to do. (laughs) But so this is Africa. But we had fabulous, uh, I call them kids, but they were young men that were our interpreters, Caleb and Maurice. His name is Morris, but he says it like Maurice. So his name is Maurice to me, Morris. we were getting to know them one day. They went with us, Morris, and he was sitting. The bus did not have good shocks. It was horrible, the drive. I thought my head was going to hit the ceiling when we was, walk, we was driving over uh, through the town, and, and this guy was trying, to, he was trying to talk to me, and we was trying to learn each other's uh, accents before they had to interpret for us the next day. So it was pretty humorous, but so our first um, our first conversation, I was talking to him, and he said, "I said, what's your favorite subject to preach on?" And he thought a little bit, and he said, "I would have to say grace." And I said, "I love this man. I'm gonna we're gonna get together just fine." And so we did get along just fine, and and he was awesome, and. Uh, Pastor Dixon, when I got back home, or on the, I don't know, I guess it was on the way back home, he had sent me a text. He said, he said, hello, Pastor Karen, did you tell Pastor Greg he has a son in the, in Africa? (laughs) Have you told Pastor Greg yet? And, uh, we had a good laugh and I showed him the text, but he was, you know, he did a little laughy face. He was just kidding, but. I could not, I did not have enough money. If I had take every dollar I owned, I wouldn't have had enough money to give them. I gave them every piece of candy I had on my person in my suitcase, uh, even the mints. I just gave the little boy a mint. Um, I said, uh, we'll have to use the church card on the way back, Rebecca, because I done gave all my money away if we're going to need a drink or snacks. But um, this is a p- little piece of paper that was given to me at the ladies' conference. A little lady, I couldn't understand her. She came up and and was just so kind to me. She slipped this little piece of paper in my hand, and it says, I am Beatrice from Buwambi Miracle Center, which is a sister church of the church that we ministered at. I'm in trouble of educating my children. I just did crops before I get money for fees which is becoming a problem to me alone. My husband is a drunk. Please help me. And we had, um, we, 
I want to keep this forever because it's so precious to me that um, they have nothing. They, ha I mean, they have nothing. And I was thinking when I came back about the trip and how that when we bought, went and bought souvenirs on our last day, how that um, I had taken, I think, $100. Maybe I spent less than $100 on the souvenirs. And I didn't realize until I got back and was thinking on it, you know, that that would have paid, that would have given them two months or more salary. They only make $2 a day. On most people, they're, you know, and, um, and so I thought about that. And, you know, you're told all your life, you have, or I was told, my parents told me that you don't realize how rich you are. And we are so rich and so wealthy. And I repented to God for griping about my little house or little this or don't have this or whatever. And, um, and I am very thankful and quite, uh, guilty that that I've been so unthankful for what I have just to turn on my water when I got home and have clean running water yeah. <laughs> we were all thank you god there was one time I met you're you can't brush your teeth or drink the water out of the tap and I messed up one morning <laughs> brush my teeth. I just got this far. I'm brushing my teeth. That toothbrush went in the trash. I went over to, I, I grabbed some uh, mouthwash. I had some, uh, I think like in a, antiseptic and I washed my mouth out twice and I ran out the bathroom. I said, I said, Rebecca, pray for me. I just brushed my teeth with the nasty water. <laughs> so she prayed <laughs> and I didn't get sick. This was the most, I, I have never experienced so much grace on my life as every day, every day that I, as from the day I set my foot out of this town, I had more grace every day. I did not get sick. I did not get one mosquito bite. I did not, nothing. I did not get afraid. My, the plane ride was lovely. I did not. I did not suffer any plane ride. We tra we traveled over thirty six hours on the return home, and I am telling you, I've been to the Philippines. I said to myself, I ain't ever going back. I'm not getting on another plane ride like that ever again. And God showed me different. Watch this, and there I go riding on the plane again. But this time, I'll tell you what, I wasn't jittery. I wasn't crazy. Now, the last leg from, where was it, to, to Oklahoma City, the last little leg. Whew. That was, it was getting, it was getting real. I think I, I think I was a little ugly to Rebecca there when we was in Oklahoma City. I'm not going to lie. It was rough. We was a little, <laughs> we was a little tired. Um, but I tell you what. Do not, do not um, dismiss a chance to take a missions trip anywhere when you get 
the chance or even be available to God to to do anything and minister to anyone no matter where you are, whether you're here in your everyday life or go on a mission trip. Um, just like I w- didn't have Africa ever in my heart, ever in my life, but I know on this side that that was God putting that desire in my heart. God put the desire to Africa in my heart because he had a plan for me. See, in Africa, they, um, and the, what I learned is these people, they don't have families. They don't have families like we have families. And I, I mean, we're getting, we're already there as far as real families, like broken families and husbands and what, but, but it's really bad there. Like, they do not... Like in, in the children's pictures, you will see that the little children take care of their younger siblings. The mama and daddy goes to work or they go wherever they go. The mama don't take care of the kids. The siblings take care of the children. If you're seven years old, you're going to take care of them kids so mama can go to work. And they don't, so, so they're, they're left to themselves Children are left to themselves, and, and care, children are caring for infants and babies and, and the younger. And so, you know, <laughs> when, when I left there, I was sold. If I would have had a million dollars, I would have said, I'm building this, and you're going to have a school, and you're going to have this, and I, you know, we'll do it. We're just going to do it yesterday. And so, um, but still... Just like Tammy was saying, lots of doors have opened, I think, through this divine connection. It's going to uh, cause us to be able to, uh, I believe, probably teach in their schools. There are going to be inroads. And, and who knows? Who knows what God has in front of us? But what I'm saying is people all over the world and even right here need spiritual moms and dads we we can minister to the people in this world and we can bring life change to them with the gospel of Jesus Christ and and you know yes we preached but most of the ministry that I feel we did. Yes, there were deliverance. Yes, there was healings. We prayed for all kinds of things and so many people. And it was powerful and wonderful. But most of the things that we did was bless the people. Just bless the people. All we did, those little children you could tell and the people, they didn't know how to react to us. It was only until we smiled or waved at them or walk to them that they would respond. It was totally blank and despondent and, you know, not everyone, but a lot of them. Uh, the people that were the church workers, um, people that you could tell that were um, leaders in the church, it was different with them. But most of the people that were attending, what you would call the attenders, you could tell they were they were hurting and they were living in dark, you know dark times and only God knows what these people went home to. 
um, you sh you saw the market the marketplace. It's just dirt and filth. The cow they have cows in the middle of the road eat eating the garbage. They looked healthy. The cows did, but they were eating garbage and. Um, and just like they said, even when you knew the poverty they were in, those people were smiling and laughing and praising God and so full of joy. And we gave every woman there a piece of jewelry and a tiara. You would have thought we gave them a million dollars. They were so in disbelief and, and just happy. And, um, and so... I am, uh, I believe I am more blessed than even those that we went to bless. It's more blessed to give than to receive. And I love it. I love it. It blows my mind how that I can go to a foreign land and, and all there is is strangers but I can have a heart connection. There's a divine connection with people. Not everyone, just a few, maybe even just one. But that person, I cannot, I cannot keep my hands off of them. I have to touch the shoulder. I have to hug. I have to, what can I do for you? What can I, how can I bless you? How can I, what it is, it's not my love. It's the Father's love. It's the Father's heart. This is what I was born for. This is what we, the church, are born to do and express is our Father's heart. And so, <laughs> so once you've had a taste, just like the girls were saying, when you get a taste of that, you are a junkie. You cannot stop. You cannot stop. You are addicted. And you will come back for more. And so... uh have open hearts because I believe our church is going to have more and more opportunities for these things. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for all that you did in these missions trips with Pastor Bob, Pastor Rebecca, with Tammy and I. We thank you and give you praise for this opportunity. I thank you and praise you for this church that backed us all in prayer. And that is why we had such a sense of your marvelous grace upon our lives was because of the prayer covering that we had from this church and from our families and friends. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you for your great love and just the honor to represent you in the earth. And God, we pray for more. We pray for more. We pray for more lands. We pray for more people. We pray for people that we can bless and make a difference in the lives of people. In the name of our God, we ask this and we thank you for it. Amen. Amen. You're dismissed. <laughs>